Here we are, back with another edition of the CHL Top 10 Show. As always, my name is Scott Van Kuna, and today we check in with a player that keeps breaking franchise records, and one that's just getting settled with his new franchise. It's Saginaw's Zane Parekh and Swift Current's Connor Geeky. It's hard to believe that Zane Parekh just turned 18 last week. The right shot defender already holds the Spirits' single-season franchise record for goals and points by a defenseman and is on pace to hit the 100-point mark this season. We chat about breaking those records, how all the additions are fitting in in Saginaw, blocking out the noise about the NHL draft, and what the Spirit have to do in order to become the first club to go in the front door to the Memorial Cup since the Kitchener Rangers did it in 2008. Here's Zane Parekh. Excited to welcome my first guest today. He's third in OHL scoring with 79 points. He leads all CHL defenders with 27 goals and 79 points in 52 games. He plays for the fifth-ranked team in the CHL, the Saginaw Spirit, and he's a right-shot draft-eligible defenseman at Zane Parekh. Zane, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, really, like I said, really excited to have you on. You guys are uh, coming off a, a two-in-one week. You did the the whole northern uh, the northern swing, but uh, a lot happened last week with with you and and with the team. Um, you know, from practicing in Anvil and Dave Drinkle's uh, uh, hometown. What first of all, what was that that like for to see you know his hometown come out and support him like that? Oh, it was really cool. You know, having a lot of kids there, especially it was it was a cool atmosphere and um, it's a pretty cool barn they got there. So it was fun. And and how much fun is it to for for you as a player and and you know you're not long removed from being probably one of those kids that was going to watch these these OHLers and CHLers come into small barns. How cool is it for you to be able to give back like that? Well, it's nice. I mean, um, I'm kind of used to it because in the summertime I'm always practicing out of those barns. But you know, it's a nice refresher, especially during the winter time and seeing all those kids. It it's a it's a really cool atmosphere. It's really fun and and. Um, Drink set that up and did a really good job with it. And then you and your your buddy Michael Misa both had birthdays last week as well. So happy belated birthday there! What did yeah. you uh, What did you guys get up to? Uh, it's nothing special to be honest. Um, I mean, we had the northern trip, and then um, I got to have dinner with my family, which is nice. And and they got to come down to the Barry game, so um, not not too much, but it, it's kind of getting used to it because uh, it was kind of the same thing last year around this time. So it's all good. How nice is it to go on, you know, one of the Northern swings, which is one of the longer road trips that you guys would have all year uh, at this point in the season, when you're getting close into the stretch run. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It's, it, it's a little different because um, you don't see those teams as much and um, you don't know what to expect going into those games. And I, and I kind of had to ask a couple of the, of my buddies around the league, just kind of what they're like and and what what to kind of expect there. But um, those road trips are always fun, and it, it's always nice and um, refreshing to kind of get a new sense of of hockey. I guess a, a good chance to to like just another bonding experience for the group. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're already a really tight knit group, and um, we we get to have fun. Really, we actually have a lot of fun on the road and. And um, we're always spending time as a team. So it, it brings us tighter together for sure. Yeah. And how important is it to to be able to have fun on the road and, and make those trips that could be long and, and boring a little bit more fun and exciting? 
Oh, it, it's huge. I mean, I remember our road trips from last year too. So, I mean, these things stick with you and, and the fun you have on, on these trips, um, resonate with you. And, and I guess it, it looking down maybe 20 years later, you'll still remember this stuff. So. Well, we're recording this on Tuesday, and, and I only say this because I don't want to date ourselves too much because it seems like you're breaking records almost every single day now, franchise records. But you guys also play host to, to Flint, North Bay, and Brantford this week. So like I said, don't want to date ourselves too much. But last week, like I said, you, you broke another record, this time for the single season points. You already set the single season record by a defenseman for Saginaw with goals. Um, you know, Now you're only five points back from the assist record, how many missed calls have you had from Patrick McNeil, McNeil asking you to just slow down and stop already? You know, <laughs> um, I, I haven't talked to him, but Hader was telling me a funny story about how he, he kind of moved in right um, a couple doors down from him and they're their next door neighbors. So um, Hader said he'll shoot him a text and, and see what's going on with him. <laughs> How how cool is it for you to you know obviously it's about the team but how how cool is it for you to set these these franchise records these single season franchise records? Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's um not something that like I really thought about this year. I know, um I guess that goal record last year kind of got to me a little bit in my head, but I mean this year it's for me it's just about winning and enjoying the things I've done with my team and I mean um it's kind of a credit to how good we are because um and the special group we got because i mean none of this stuff happens with the guys that, that i'm surrounded with there well and i was going to ask that because you shouldn't be able to do this in your draft year so how have you been able to rack up points like this you're on pace for 100 points this year and and no chl defenseman has done that since ryan ellis hit 101 back in 2010 11. so how are you able to to put up these gaudy numbers um i mean i i have a great group around me and um i mean at the end of the day like they're giving me great looks and uh when i'm giving them the puck they're putting them in putting it in the back of the net and um i mean i, I have a great coaching staff around me too that gives me a lot of trust and and kind of a a good leash to kind of have a lot of creativity in my game and and let me make plays so um uh it's just kind of everything has been set in place for me and and I'm kind of just executing on it. Well, one of those pieces set in place for you happened in the off season and that is bringing in your now captain, Braden Hache. What has Braden done for, for you and your game? Just kind of, you know, we all saw what he did playing with Brant Clark last year and Barry. So what has he done for your game this year? Yeah, yeah not only just hockey wise, but I mean, you kind of get to see what type of person he is and the kind of things he does around the rink. And I mean, he's a he's a true pro, honestly, and um, much more mature than than his age would tell you. And I mean, like you said, he played with Brant Clark, so he he kind of understands what um, I guess uh, understands how to play with a guy like me. And I mean, he's stellar defensively, so he makes it so easy on me. And I mean, this year, I think he's added a, a bit of offense to his game, and I've, and I've seen it personally, just the development and his uh, puck skills and touches there have gotten so much better, so it makes it so easy on me to play with him. And then another player that you guys brought in this year in Dionisio, you know, obviously uh, OHL Player of the Week this, this week, another Anaheim 
prospect. It seems like they've got every single defenseman prospect in the CHL. But how much do you guys kind of push each other to to be better? Well, even the whole decor, because you've got some really good pieces back there. But how much do you guys kind of internally push each other? Oh, it's it's cool. It's it's there's no rivalry or anything between any of the guys on, on our decor. It's kind of just we're all so happy for each other. And when I see Dio go out there and make some crazy plays, it, it it's mind blowing and it throws a smile on my face for sure. And I mean, he's special. So um, just kind of be able to, to watch him and see the things he does. It, it's really helped my game personally. And, and um, I mean, he's a special player, so it's fun to watch. And how nice is it? You mentioned the long leash, but to have guys like drinks and Laz that, that let you have that leash to be able to be a little bit more free flowing and creative out there. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's perfect, but um, I've said it before and, and I'll say it again. I mean, these guys are so good at developing hockey players and, and turning players into pro. And I mean, um, they, they really bring out players games to another level. And, and with me, it's, it's been evident obviously. And, um, I mean, a lot of my success is credited to, to those two and the whole coaching staff with Grimesy there and Rutz. So, well, obviously we see the good in the stat sheet. I know there's got to be some bad. What's one thing that you do that just drives Laz and Grimes and and the coaching staff nuts? <laughs> uh, that would be probably a question for Laz and Grimesy there, but um, you know, I think I I've really been working on the the defensive side of my game and I, I think it's taken a step there and um it's not perfect it's it's not where obviously it has to be to go to the next level but it, it's a work in progress and um Lazzy's hard on me and and uh but he, he's a great teacher and I think this year he's, he's done a really good job at bringing that side of my game to to a good spot well, you bring up the the defending part, and and everybody always say says that young defenders need to learn how to defend. It's it's an easy thing to say, but how do you go about it as a defenseman trying to trying to learn on the fly? You know, it's it's game by game, practice by practice, um, just kind of picking up things in practice and and picking, I guess, Laz's mind and and my support staff's mind and asking a lot of questions. So, I mean, it it's. It's something that it's not gonna become excellent overnight. It's it's takes um takes time and I mean just putting in effort every day and I guess I'm starting to see the results, so I'm very happy with it. I was listening to uh the thirty two thoughts podcast uh earlier today actually, and Elliot Friedman said that he you know, he always saw that Steve Nash was high in the NBA for turnovers. And so he asked him about it one time and and Steve Nash's response was, I have all I have the ball all the time. Turnovers are gonna happen. So, you know, if you've got the like for you, you've got the puck all the time. Occasionally there's gonna be some turnovers. So you gotta take the good with the bad, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, no one's perfect. And I mean Steve Nash is a great example because he moved the ball like no one else could and and I think, um, I guess that resembles in me a, a little bit and, and the pucks kind of finds a way on my stick and I'm not always going to be perfect with the plays I make, but um, at the end of the day, I'm I'm trying to make the right plays. And, and I guess that's part of the development curve of not being afraid to um, 
make a couple plays and and that's a credit to Laz there I guess. So what what would you say you take the most pride in in your game currently? You know I I'm I've taken a lot of pride in defending this year. It's been something that um I really focused in on. I mean the offense is always going to be my bread and butter and something that comes to me just a little more naturally than the other stuff. So kind of just put it in the work on on the other side of the game and away from the puck and my box outs and things like that. So uh, I'm slowly learning and, and I'm taking a lot of pride in it to get better at it. I know I know guys are constantly taking watching video and taking things from other guys. So you say you've got your offensive side. It's it's set. You're, you're pretty well off there. Who are you watching to take pieces from their defensive game to help you and yours? Yeah. Um, I mean, I watch a lot of Makar, uh, Fox. I mean, I started watching Hughes this weekend, especially. And I mean, I, I love the way he plays. Uh, he kind of controls the game from from his stick and uh, his teammates really trust him. So uh, watching a lot of Quinn and seeing all the uh, things he does on the blue line. And, and it's it's fun to watch. And it's uh, I, I see a little bit of a resemblance there. And I'm trying to add parts of his game into mine. Obviously, he's the he's the captain in in Vancouver. How much pride do you take in in your leadership uh, qualities that you have? Yeah, I think I'm growing. I mean, um, I'm definitely not the best leader on our team because we got a a bunch of older guys and a bunch of good leaders there, especially with Bloomer and Hash. I mean, two two guys that were captains of our team, and um, I'm learning from Hash and I'm learning from Bloomer a lot. So, um, starting to, I guess jump in or step into that role more than I was last year. And, and um, you kind of see the ways hash and bloomer go about it and kind of picking up things from those two. It's, it's been good for me. Yeah. How important is it to, you know, you've got like, obviously you've got a lot of great leaders around there, uh, but to be a sponge around them and soak them up because it, you know, in a year it's going to be your team. It's going to be Mises team, you know, like most of the guys are going to be graduating on. So to be able to soak everything in that you can from them now. Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, if I was on a team with a bunch of seventeen-year-olds, it it would be tough. I mean, you you wouldn't learn too much, and um, I mean, it's perfect for me because I got a couple twenty-year-olds around me, and and uh, a couple of fours that that have been in the league for a while, and and you kind of ask questions to them, and and just watch the way they go about their business. And I mean, we have a lot of pros on our team, and a lot of guys that'll turn pro and and already have that mindset. So. Um, just watching them and learning from them has been huge for me. What would you say is the strength of the spirit this year? Is it the offense from the defense? Is it the ridiculous amount of center depth you guys have? Just overall team depth? What What's the strength of this team? Yeah, I think we're a deep team, but um, I think we, we've we bought in the last couple of months here. And I mean, you saw the way we started and, and I think we're a resilient team. We, we started four and seven and, and we've lost six or seven games since then. So, I mean, um, speaks character to this team and, and we're a resilient group that just wants to win. Well, obviously you guys are, are hosting the Memorial cup presented by Dow this year. Uh, and because of this hosting, you, you guys are being followed around in with the spirit rising documentary, you know, from the inside, what has it been like to be part of that documentary? It's cool. It it's really cool. I mean, you get you're gonna look back twenty years and watch these episodes. So, um, being able to document this stuff and and have it on video and and um, 
being able to go watch back and watch this it, it's pretty cool and and uh having jordan around he's he's a great guy and and really good at his job there so do you do you even notice when when he's around with the camera anymore not anymore honestly he's so good at it um he's kind of part of our, our group of guys and and uh he's a great dude so we love having him around what uh what do the friends and and family think about the the docuseries I haven't talked to him much, but you know, our whole team thinks it's it's really cool. And I mean, every time an episode comes out, I'm I'm on it right away, probably watching it within the first hour or so. So um our our group thinks it's it's super cool and the people around me and the family back home being able to watch it, it's it it's cool because you get to see, I guess, the behind the scenes of what what's going on and and they get an understanding of of this team. For you, what's the what's the weirdest thing about it? Um, I know some people hate the way they sound. Is it just seeing how you how you look, how you act on camera? What is, what's the weirdest thing for you? Honestly, it, it's gotten to the point where it's pretty normal. Um, he's been around so much, so and I mean we've had the camera around since August now, so um, you get used to it. But I think the one thing I I'm not a huge on is the. I mean, I, I'm not a not saying I'm not a fan of it. I'm just not good at it. I'm kind of awkward. But with the um the mic'd up stuff, it's it's definitely not uh, a strong point for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you're you're coming along. Yeah. <laughs> as as we inch closer to the playoffs and and we're getting to to crunch time here, and with you guys being Memorial Cup hosts. How often, if at all, do you kind of check to see what's going on in the queue and the dub to see who's rising and falling out there? Not at all, to be honest. Um, I, I don't think I've checked it probably since the start of the year, and I couldn't even tell you what team's in first or or what team's contending down there because, honestly, we, we don't really care what they're doing and what they're up to. We're worried about ourselves and, and the guys that we're going to have to face come playoff time. And to be honest, it's like, we're we're not really focused on a memorial cup even though um it's everyone's dream to play in that and then that's the dream growing up it's going through the front door for us and um winning our division and then hopefully the conference in the league well how much we're gonna we're gonna keep on the memorial cup trend for for a little bit here but how much does the experience of donovan and beck play a role um in how you guys are approaching the playoffs and the run to the Memorial Cup with them both having gone there in 22 and then last year for Beck. Yeah, it's it's big because um, they bring leadership and experience for us. And at one point in the year, uh, probably a month ago or so, we had a talk and we had a team team talk and uh, those two guys stepped up and talked about their experiences. And and I mean, they, they've gone through it. They know how to win. So um Kind of bringing that into that this group is huge and and it's going to be big down the line right we look at some of the names that you guys brought in this year so like i said owen beck jorian donovan josh bloom dionisio christopolis castle you know hey even even alone earlier in the year if you want to count you know we'll talk just the in-season guys but how do you incorporate all of those personalities into one room i mean they fit in perfectly i mean um our group's never been as tight as it has and i mean all year we've been a tight group so those guys have, have fit in perfectly and we love them like dono's a unreal guy and an unreal leader for me and and just seeing how he competes in practice and things like that i mean um it's perfect so uh it's it's really nice to have those guys around
And and I talked to Bloom last year when when he was with North Bay, and he he told me how well he he took credit for for your breaking out as an offensive defenseman. Um, but he he obviously you know you guys were pretty tight. How nice was it for you? How much did it mean to you when you heard that he was coming back to the team? It was it was um it was a special moment. I was really happy. I mean, um, not as much this year, but last year I was driving with him and and he would drive me to the rink a lot because I didn't have a ride a lot of the time and um I mean never not once did he not reinforce positive thoughts to me while I was going through that stretch and and to be honest um probably wouldn't have had the season I had without him and even when I saw him when he came back uh to SAG he he kept telling me I told you so I told you this was gonna happen so I mean he's an unreal leader and an unreal guy what does it what does it mean to a player when you have you know somebody who's been drafted and he's played some pro and then he comes back and he's you know he's just still giving you that positive reinforcement it's it's really cool i mean um he he had does things the right way he competes and i mean you could see he's a pro in in the way he plays and how hard he skates so um i mean he's a great kid to be honest one of the nicest kids i've been around so it's nice to have him around yeah, obviously it's it's really exciting to have all these guys brought in and and see you know um, drinks go out and and bring all these pieces in to help you guys and your you know your run for the Memorial Cup. But how tough is it on the other side to see some of those some of your your buddies leave and go on to other other teams? Yeah, it's really emotional. I mean, um, I was really tight with Locus, and uh, when he left, I I got pretty emotional and inside about it, but. Um, I mean, it's a business as, as much as it sucks, it's, you kind of got to learn and it, I've learned about it over the past year and a half and it's tough to see those guys leave. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to win, win hockey games. And if drinks thinks that's what it's going to take, I mean, I, I trust them all the way through. And, and, and drinks and Laz have been pretty open with you guys this year um, before the deadline, obviously that, you know, changes were going to be made. Not everybody's going to be safe. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how much I could speak on it, but um, he told us even at the start of the season that um, that we have to perform. I mean, no one's guaranteed a spot on this team, and and if we didn't perform, you you might be ended up on you might end up on a different team come deadline time. And and he was honest with us, and and he he went about it in a really good way. And and. You know, one of the pieces he brought in really early was was Lalonde to come in and and help stabilize the crease for you guys. He's been pretty pretty dominant considering like he hasn't lost a start since November second. What has he done? You know, in the net for confidence with you guys. You know, partnered with Oak because obviously they're they're a pretty dangerous tandem for you guys. Yeah, um, those two have been great for us. I mean, Lonzi's been fun and and he's a another unreal guy there. So. He's got a good personality on him and um, probably one of the nicest guys on our team there too. So uh, you kind of get a sense of reassurance having those two in that and, and going into every night, okay, Lonzi's starting, Oki's starting. Like like there's there's no worry in our group and and we love those two. And obviously, like I mentioned off the top, it's it's your draft year. You know, you got to go out to Moncton and participate in the the Kubota Top Prospects game. Um, you know, how much are you 
kind of embracing the draft year experience and how much do you lean on guys on your team? Cause you got a handful of them that have gone through the draft year and, and you can ask them questions and how much does that help you? Yeah, it's big. I mean, I still talk to guys that were on our team that went through it and, and I'm, I'm always asking questions. Um, and I mean, it's, it's different one than what you think it might be. And, um, it's, it's definitely a lot more taxing on, on you mentally than, than some people would think, but having guys around you and, and guys that have been through it, it's been, I mean, it's perfect for, for a guy like me and being able to lean on, on guys and, and they're giving you understanding of what's going on. So, uh, it's been really key for me. How much do you have to try to avoid social media? Cause you know, people can hype you up, but then there's also, you know, the same people that are going to pick apart your game and, and try to tear you down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is a killer. Um, you definitely don't want to be on there too much if you're going through your draft here. Cause, um, as much positivity as there is, you, you, the negativity hits you hard and, I mean, it doesn't feel as good as, as that positive rein, and reinforcement does. And um, so just trying to stay away from that. And I mean, try and not look at the rankings as much as you might want to. I mean, um, now it's kind of just playing hockey. So first half was a little tougher, but now it's kind of just really normal for me. And, and you kind of get in a routine of just playing hockey. What's uh what's been kind of the the most common question you've been asked by NHL teams so far? Because I'm sure you've talked to a bunch of them. I think the one I've probably heard the most is, um, I mean, you get a lot of questions. A lot of them are the are are pretty generic and the same, but um, you get the player comparison one a lot, and then obviously what part of your game like needs needs the most work. So. Uh, you hear those two a lot, and then occasionally you'll get like a a tougher one that's kind of like just asking you or trying to pick between two 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 options there, and they're picking your mind. Just want to see how you're going to react. There's no real right or wrong answer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some have right answers, others don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys have had a target on your back all season long as as host of the Memorial Cup. How much fun is it for you to ha to play each night with the target on your back? Do you do you embrace that that pressure? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we have a rivalry with the Sioux in, in terms of that. And I mean, I guess we took their Memorial Cup from them. And um, so they're not too kind to us. And I mean, yeah, you have to embrace it because it's it's something where each night every team's going to give you their best game because they know they're playing the Memorial Cup host. and um it, you have to you kind of have to embrace that and and it's kind of been common and we've kind of um i guess adapted to that and and it's kind of normal for us now and, and then for you on top of that people are going to be trying to shut you down because of the way you're you're scoring and and putting up points so you've got even even more of a target on your back uh, you know, how how nice is it to be challenged like that and to, to have to continuously raise your game to another level, especially in an important year like this as, you know, draft year and Memorial Cup, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, um, there's definitely a little bit of a target on my back. Um, but it's it's not just me on this team. I mean, we got a bunch of studs. So um, every time five get five of our guys on the ice are on the ice, it, um, we're dangerous and and. 
I mean, it's something that I've embraced and I've gotten used to and just trying to get better every game and, and see how she goes. With, with just 14 games left in the, in the regular season, what's the buzz like? Is it starting to pick up around the Great Lakes Bay region as you guys get closer to the playoffs? Yeah, around this time, usually a rink gets pretty packed and um, it's nice when our building gets not, sorry, it's nice when our building gets pretty loud and, and when the fans all come out. So um, there's definitely a buzz around the city for, for this playoff run we're going to make. Now you mentioned earlier that you guys obviously want to go in through the front door. No team's done that since Kitchener did it in 08. No team has gone through the front door and won the Memorial Cup since that powerhouse night team in, in 2005. So what are you guys, you know, working on in practice right now and, and tweaking in your, in your game so that you guys can accomplish that goal? Um, well, we're, we're making changes where we see necessary, obviously. And um, a lot of that's on laws and, it's not really up to our group and whatever he sees, we trust him. And sorry, just trying to take the risk out of our game and, and not, not put risk where, where it's not needed and, and just playing a little simpler and harder for us. Awesome. Zane, thank you very much for this three games this week. Good luck and good luck in the stretch run. And can't wait to see you in Saginaw. Thank you. Connor Geeky was off to an incredible start to the season with the Wenatchee Wild. A post-World Juniors trade reunited Geeky with his former assistant coach in Winnipeg, now in Swift Current, where he continues to have a career season offensively. We'll talk about how important his playoff experience is on an inexperienced Broncos team, why he's fit in so seamlessly, what the team needs to do to improve an anemic power play, and how he's changed as a player since his WHL debut back in the fall of 2019. Here's Connor Geeky. My next guest scored a goal and eight assists last week. Yeah, that's right, eight assists, powering a swift current Broncos to a 4-0 week and their first appearance in the CHL Top 10 rankings this season. It's Arizona Coyotes prospect Connor Geeky. Connor, how you doing? Doing unreal. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, it's pretty pretty sunny here today. Um, you know, it seems like we're we're getting closer and closer to spring playoff time. You getting excited? Yeah, no, for sure. Speedy Creek's uh, been pretty nice as of late, so uh, you know, super pumped about that. Well, you guys are coming in at number ten in the in the top ten this week, and the team is ten four and two since you joined the club. And those regulation losses are all coming against guys that are ahead of you in the standing. So. I just, I, I kind of want to know what type of team are you guys this year? Because I'm not going to lie, when I heard that you got moved to Swift Current, I, I was, I was a little bit surprised. Um, but there's been people that I've talked to this season that have you guys pegged um, as, you know, as the guys that are going to come out of the the Eastern Conference this year. So, what kind of team are you? Yeah, you know, I think we we play with a lot of you know, a lot of grit and a lot of, you know, just simple hockey. I think, um, you know, the coaching staff and all the guys kind of understand that, you know, maybe we'll not, we might not beat guys with skill right off the hop, you know, we, we'll wear them down. We'll, you know, use our four check, you know, we're pretty deep in my opinion. Um, you know, and once you get to that, probably halfway through the second, I think, you know, a lot of our skill guys take over. And um, again, it's just about wearing teams down. I think we set ourselves up for, excuse me, for really good, uh, you know, pushbacks, you know, whether we're down or we're not. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, we uh, all those we don't really have a ton of high-scoring games. I think, you know, our defense is, is pretty solid, um, you know, and uh, 
uh, again, with my uh, experience in the past with, you know, the with Winnipeg and stuff like that, you know, I'm really, really happy with this team. Well, for you, you, you attended your, your second Arizona camp this past fall. What did, uh, what did the brass say to you um, when you got sent back? Because, you know, you've been, you've been racking up the points this year, 75 points in 42 games. It seems like you've taken your game to another level. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, you know, I think I just kind of find my, found my game a little bit. Um, you know, maybe the last couple of years, I didn't really know, you know, what I wanted to be or, you know, what I could be. So I think, you know, I kind of brought in the, you know, the D side of things and um, try to model my game after, you know, someone like Barkov as much as possible. I think just a guy that, you know, the old reliable, <laughs> as my dad would say. But uh, again, I think I just kind of found, you know, maybe that scoring touch, uh, you know, a little more than I have the last two years. And um, definitely just figured out kind of how to be a practice player. I think, you know, maybe sometimes, um, you know, I caught myself with some bad habits in practice, but I think this year is just emphasizing all the good stuff. How important is it in, in practice to make sure, um, and, and I hear people talk about it all the time, but to, to practice like it's a game? Yeah, no, for sure. I think you can ask anyone on our team. I'm probably the most competitive and the most yappy out there. So, um, again, I think it's just something that, you know, you can bring to a team, you know, whether you're a leader or not. I think it's just something something good to have in your back pocket. And, and for, for you specifically, like like you said, you, you, you kind of found your game a little bit more. But is it also like just being a little bit older, smarter, stronger, um, you know, you were on some pretty deep teams in, in Winnipeg. Is it more opportunity now that you've, you know, you're, you've been in the league for so long? Yeah, you know, I think I think I, I definitely had a big summer. Um, you know, this summer I put a lot of work, um, you know, away uh, away from home. Sorry. Um, but again, I, I do think the opportunity is, is a big thing, right? I think, um, you know, in Winnipeg, we had so many good players that, you know, someone had to accept roles that maybe they weren't, uh, you know, used to or, or you kind of just had to do it, right? That's any good team. Um, so, again, I think now having, you know, a, a lot of opportunity here uh, in Swift Current and even in Wenatchee, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and, um, you know, definitely trying to embrace it all. We talked back in, in December at the World Junior Selection Camp, and you were telling me how how much you were enjoying Wenatchee because of how close in proximity everyone was there. How's the transition been to Swift? Because I believe it's about the half half the size in population as Wenatchee, so I'm assuming you guys are pretty close there as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's uh, it'd be pretty close to like the same size of city. Um, you know, maybe the population's not quite as big, but um. Again, it's it's been a lot of fun. You know, they've kind of opened me with open arms, and um, again, it was definitely a, an adjustment. You know, to say goodbye to to some guys that you played with for for four whole years. I think it's a, it's a long time, but um, again, it's it's been a lot of fun here, and um, you know, definitely enjoying every minute of it. Obviously, you you've played against Swift Current a bunch in the past. You played against them once this year. So what were your, your thoughts on the team when, when you were approached about the trade? Yeah, you know, I, again, um, you know, I knew when Asher was going to do what was best for them. Um, you know, I didn't really quiz them too much on, you know, where I was going or what was kind of happening. Um, as most people know me, I kind of just like the, the element of surprise, uh, flying the seat of my pants type of guy. But, um, again, I they're always super hard to play against, right? Um, let me tell you, it's fun playing playing in that barn. 
um, and not not coming into it as an away team. Uh, you know, it's tough to play in, and again, it's 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 home, right? And I think when you when you come in there every day, and you know, you get so used to it, it's tough to kind of go away from. But um, I always knew they were they play like we play like pests, right? <laughs> that's it's kind of what they did. Um, you know, there's a couple guys that you know are pretty good at getting under guys' skin, so. Um, I, again, I was really excited to come here and um, obviously closer to home. So that's a big plus. So so who are those guys on the, that are now your teammates that you just absolutely hating to play against? But now that you're playing with them, you love to have them on your team. Yeah, I think Matt Ward goes goes for a lot of guys in the league. Um, you know, you watch him play and uh, I don't know what he does. I don't know how he does it, but he, he just seems to rattle guys change a little bit. And don't get me wrong. Um you know, I run my mouth probably a little more than I should as well. But, um, you know, me and him and a line are a pretty funny combination when it comes to, you know, hearing what we have to say. And and you've been playing, like you said, with him on, on one side and, and you've got Misselbacher on the other side. And you guys are heating up lately. Both of those guys are, are you know, points percentage-wise also having career years. So when you're joining a new line like that, and I know you've played with Philmon as well, but how do you guys try to create chemistry to – you know, just to know where you guys are on the ice all the time. Yeah, I think, you know, growing up, um, you know, my dad always, I never really had a line, right? I think there's three boys and seven girls. So you kind of just throw around without anyone. Um, but again, it's one of those things where I kind of just, you know, I just try and feel out who they are and who they are as people and players, um, you know, whether to criticize them here or they criticize me and stuff like that. And I think we just found a really good balance and all that. And, um, just being able to figure out, you know, you know, missiles got a really good shot, so I got to get it to him in this situation. Um, you know, Wardo's a pretty good skater, so if I could hand him down the wing, that'd be great. Um, you know, just kind of keying into all those little things. And obviously, I watched a ton of video uh, just on our guys and, you know, kind of seeing how they work. How much do you guys kind of get together and, and talk about, you know, where you like to be or where they, you know, and they say, well, I like to be here in this kind of situation. Do you guys talk about that stuff? Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a pretty good balance between us three. Um, again, I, I like to have the puck on my stick probably more than that, more than I should. But uh, again, they're they're pretty good at you know kind of letting me do my thing. And uh, again, I try and find them as much as I can. And and when you first joined the team, who is who is the first person or coach to welcome you? I imagine uh, Coach McEwen would have been one of the first ones considering uh, his familiarity with you. Yeah, no, uh, you know, Terry was, Terry was definitely the first, um, you know, I gave him a ring kind of seeing when I had to come in and stuff like that. Um, again, I live with Owen Pickering, so he was, uh, he was obviously a pretty quick one too. And again, I knew a, a decent amount of guys. There's a lot of Manitobans on this team. So, um, you know, I knew a lot of them kind of coming in here and um, it just made it a lot easier. And and what was the message from from you know Coach McEwen or or GM Chad Leslie when when you when you arrived like what were their expectations for you? Yeah, you know I think um, you know they didn't really have much expectations. I think they just said you know we uh, we brought in what we wanted to bring in, and you know now it's time to to give it a run for its money. And um, you know I'm pretty sure. My exact words were, I'm not coming here to lose. So, um, you know, just kind of putting my best foot forward every day and, uh, you know, trying to bring the team, uh, you know, along with me. And, and just how different is it going from, 
you know, Coach Roy Sommer and Wenatchee, who's, as, as you told me before, a little more old school, Tim McEwen, who just turned 33 last month, you know, half the age of, of Roy. Yeah, no, again, uh, it, it is a little different. Um, you know, Roy, Roy is one of my favorite coaches ever. Um, you know, he's, he's hilarious. He's funny. He knows the guys really well. He, uh, again, he's gone through it all. Right. Um, but Terry, Terry's a guy's guy. I think, um, you know, everyone kind of sees where he's coming from and everyone kind of wants to go to work, uh, for him. Right. I think he, he brings that presence in that, you know, we're going to, we come in here to work, but we're also going to have fun. Um, and again, he's, he's got a really, really bright future ahead of him because, um, you know, I couldn't say enough good things about Terry, that's for sure. So, you know, the cost to acquire you is pretty steep. Four, four picks, including two first-rounders and three players. So when you hear that, how do you stay out of your, your head and just play your game? Obviously, you know, you were able to do it because five points in your first two games show us that. But how were you able to do that? Yeah, uh, you know, I think I surround myself with, you know, pretty good people. Um you know, when it comes to, you know, dishing me a lot of chirps and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think it was, yeah, it was last night I was playing, uh, playing COD with, you know, Graham Sward, Prasovsky and Bradley Wood. And they, uh, you know, we were just joking about, uh, you know, hockey and stuff like that. And we brought up how, uh, they think Wenatchee absolutely won the trade, blah, 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 blah. So I think, you know, I, I definitely have some really close friends that, um, you know, keep me in check and, you know, allow me to kind of just be myself. And, and I got to know, uh, 96, how come 96, you know, 28, your entire career. And now, now 96. Yeah. Uh, I knew, uh, one of the 20 year olds, um, you know, had number 28, um, when I was going in there and then he ended up getting traded, but, um, you know, I think for me, I was kind of just like, why not? Uh, again, I fly on the seat of my pants is, I like the look of the number. I like Granton and as a as a player, so I was kind of just like new start, um, you know. And in my family is kind of just a big joke, um, you know. I again, I it it sounds bad, but when you you know talk to my family, you get the get the point that you know we're just kind of out there to do our thing, you know. The number and the and the pink visor and that stuff doesn't really matter. It's kind of just about going and doing your thing. It, it does look good. I, I got to admit it looks good, but I'm also a big fan of, of the Swift jerseys. Like it seems like every Jersey that, that they put out is a pretty sick Jersey. I love the colors. I love, I love all the, the logos that they have. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, hundred percent. We actually wore uh, the throwbacks the other night and they were, uh, they were unreal. So they, uh, they got some pretty good color combinations. How, how tight is the dressing room that, that you came into um, I believe there's only four, around four of you guys that aren't, you know, drafted, developed guys by Swift Current. So they've got to be, I'm assuming, a pretty tight group. Yeah, no, I think, you know, for sure when you first got there, um, not saying you noticed it. Um, like, you definitely know who, who's been there for a while, right? I think they know, they just know what to do. They know the feeling, they know the town um, and stuff like that. So um, me coming in, I, I again, I... Uh, I probably talk more than I should. So I kind of became good friends with a lot of guys on the team. And um, again, it's just about enjoying it. I think, you know, they can, like I said, they brought me in with open arms and, um, you know, I'm kind of getting a real taste of, you know, what it's like to play here all your life and, um, or all your career, I should say. And, 
Um, again, really enjoying all of it. Were you apprehensive at all when you were coming in? Because you've got a big personality, and I could imagine that, you know, some people might be rubbed the wrong way. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, uh, and again, that's just part of me, you know, growing up and maturing as a person. I think you just kind of have to find that happy medium. Um, you know, for sure now, I'd say I give it to just about everyone every day. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, at the start, I think you just kind of pick and choose, right? You you kind of feel out who's kind of got that similar personality and, you know, who's, uh, who's one that you just kind of have to listen and, you know, hear them talk and, you know, maybe say hi, hello or whatever. But, um, you know, now I think everyone kind of knows who I, who I am and, you know, what I'm about. So, um, you know, we joke around quite a bit. All right. I got to, I got to ask the, the, the tough, hard hitting question here. Now the power play, what is going on with the power play third worst in the WHL right now at, at 19, just over 19%. The last 10 games, you know, you guys are seven for 46 in the last four though. It's a little bit better. You're six for 18, which is I think about 33%, but there was a run of six games there where you guys went one for eight. And obviously, you know, with, with all of your playoff experience, how important special teams is in, especially in the playoffs when there's, you know, sc scoring chances are at a premium, but what do you guys have to do to try to fix that power play? Yeah. I mean, again, you, it's one of those things where you kind of just, you know, you kind of just go about your business. Um, you know, I think we were switching a lot of things around and I think you, you get new guys in the room and guys are, you know, figuring out who, who's trying to be what and who needs to be where, right? And, uh, you know, again, everyone goes on those skids. I mean, obviously, it was probably longer than we wanted it to. Um, but, again, it just goes to show that, you know, maybe we are the third worst in the in the kind of league or whatever. But, you know, you saw the rankings, right? <laughs> I, I hate to be that guy, but, um, you know, our power play is not even at its best right now. So, um, you know, I think we're really starting to come into it. Um and again, we're kind of back to to the positions we think is going to be best, and you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone's kind of gonna, um, you know, pull it all together, kind of in the end stretch here. But again, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you kind of just accept it, and uh, every team has to go through a skid of some sort, whether it's losses, power play, PK, whatever it may be. So, how much do you have to just trust the process? And and know that yeah we're we're going through you know a slump now but if we keep doing what we're doing and don't try to change everything we'll come out on the right side of it. Yeah no I think like again even in Winnipeg um, you know I'm not saying we ever had that power play issue but um, it's, it's again it's one of those things where you you just kind of go go with the flow. <laughs> it, it's easy for me to say because that's kind of how I run my whole life around around everything but um you, you just gotta kind of believe that you know what what we're doing is gonna work eventually and, and it has right i think uh like you said in our last four games i think we scored a power play goal a game right and that's that's what's kind of won us those games right so um again we're just kind of figuring it out um you know and we're we're figuring out you know the new staff you know some of the new new players and figuring out what roles they play and um, you know, I was on the flank for a while and now I'm in that front. We're starting to score a little bit. So, um, you know, you just kind of find that happy medium and, you know, just allow it to kind of take its course. Do you, do you ever say anything into the room when you're, 
you know, going through a bit of a slump with the experience that you've had on, on, you know, on Winnipeg or Wenatchee? Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't really say we've gone in like a, I mean, we went on a bit, little bit of a losing streak there, but again, those are games that, you know, we believe we can win. So I'm not going to, you know, tell guys what they can and can't do. And, um, you know, I definitely have experience in the, in the playoffs and the stuff like that and playing with, uh, you know, super duper high caliber players, but, um, like Matt Savoy for one, for an instance, but again, it, it's one of those things where you just kind of let the guys figure it out. I think, you know, I'm there if they need me and I, I don't like bringing up, you know, Winnipeg or, you know, the playoff run that we had and stuff like that. I kind of just go about my business, but, um, don't get me wrong. I, I definitely talk in the room and make sure that everyone's kind of on the right page. Um, you know, when it comes to practice time, it's work time, it's, it's, here we are, we got to do this kind of thing. But, um, you know, when it comes to the power play, it's just one of those things where you can't really, the more you get on guys, the probably the harder they grip their sticks and, you know, the worse it's going to get. So when we get to the playoffs and we're only, you've only got 13 games left in the regular season, obviously you've got the most playoff experience on the team with, with 34 games. Then it's Ryan McCleary with 20 games that he had with Portland. And then after that, it's Tyson Galloway with five playoff games. The rest of the guys on the team, there's there's no playoff experience yet. So you say you don't want to talk about Winnipeg or anything, and I and I understand that. So do you just kind of make guys aware by how you're practicing and, and caring yourself? Or just say, you know, like if anybody has questions, I'm available. Like you like how do you how do you kind of let them lean on you with your experience in the playoffs? Because it's a, it's a different beast. Yeah, no, it for sure is. And I think, you know, the way we play the game, I think we play that playoff hockey. I think if anyone watched the game against Moosha, right, it, it's a battle. It's a battle. It comes down to, you know, the wire. I think we scored, you know, two goals in the third period. And, you know, before that, it was a tie game, right? It, it just goes back and forth, back and forth. But um, it's one of those things where for us, we just, um, or for me anyways, it's, it's just about practice. I think, you know, I go into practice every day and just – you know, try and, you know, push other guys and push guys that maybe aren't pushing as hard as the others. Um, just to make sure everyone's kind of pulling on the rope in the same direction. And I think in the gym and, you know, whether we're doing something as a team, it's just trying to find that uh, that happy medium without being arrogant and just kind of saying, hey, like, we got we to gotta put the work boots on today. And I think, um, you know, with our win, win streak, whatever you want to call it, that we got going on right now, I think, um, you know, you're really starting to see it come together. For you, you hit the 200, uh, 200 WHL game mark last week. You know, also hit a uh, hundred goals in the in the same game. You played your first game way back in the fall of 2019. So, how much has Connor Geeky changed from you know that September game in the fall of 2019 to to who you are now as a player? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm not as big of a klutz. That's for starters. <laughs> um, and I'm not uh, – I did put on a little more weight, so I'm not as skin and bones as I used to be. But, um, again, it's one of those things where you – I mean, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of people come through this and um, do interviews and stuff like that. So I think you just – you look back at it and, you know, you're just kind of maturing. I think, you know, some mature faster than others and – um again it's it's pretty cool and funny to look back at 
you know, how I used to skate and how I used to pass and the stick I used to use, blah, 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 blah. But now it's all about just, you know, how, how can I get to the next level? How can I do this? How can I do that? Right. It's not about, um, it's kind of like a mindset shift, but you're, you're thinking about getting drafted. You want to get drafted. You're trying to do your best you can, but now it's like, how can I do this for a living for the next 20 years, 30 years of my life? Right. It's, it's one of those things that you just try and figure out and, um, you know, hopefully I can be successful in doing that. Well, one of your longtime running mates, you know, Matt Savoy, you brought up just a, just a minute ago, obviously he wasn't in the lineup on, on Sunday, but I'm sure you guys exchanged some pleasantries before or after the game. And I know you played a couple games against him already. How much competition is there between you guys, especially now that you guys are on competing teams? Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I mean, we talk every day, um, but I think it's one of those things where it, it's still super duper weird, right? Um, you know, as bad as it sounds, you know, I want him to be as successful as possible. Um, but again, when I'm on the ice, it's it's no friends allowed kind of thing, um, you know, but if he makes a nice play, it's, you know, in your head, you're like, wow, that was, that was really nice. That was sick, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, no, he actually did warm up the other day and, um, you know, I, I went up and we, we talked for about, you know, a minute at the red line or whatever. And I asked him how my teeth looked and, you know, he said, uh, you look uglier than normal. So he hasn't changed one bit. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that's what makes us so close. And, and your brother Morgan is having a, a career year in Boston. Um, you know, how, how is he enjoying that? I know you guys talk on the regular as well. And, and what was it like seeing him go through that, that free agent process? Yeah, no, I think, again, he uh, he had a kid there. So, you know, my niece, I think, getting that out of the way. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say out of the way, but <laughs> getting, uh, you know, getting that happening to him. And, you know, I think he's just really kind of found his game and found his home in Boston. I think he really enjoys it, really enjoys the people in the city. And, um, you know, I can't be more proud of him than, you know, kind of what he's doing right now. Um, but, again, when during that free agency, it sucks, right? It's it's someone's job. Um, you know, it's just like working a, a generic nine to five and you're trying to get promoted. Right. It's, I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, what's going to happen. You just don't really know when. Right. So, um, you know, you're kind of always sitting on the edge of your seat and, uh, again, he, uh, he's hitting it out of the park right now. So, yeah, I get, like I said, couldn't be more proud of him. And then another one of your former teammates, you know, longtime line mate with you, Zach Benson. I'm guessing you're not surprised at how well he's adapted to the NHL with with the Buffalo Sabers this year. But what what did you think of that first NHL goal that he scored? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, again, Benny is uh, to describe him on the ice, just a little rat. Um, you know, he's he's really competitive and. Um, you know, he's going to think he's better than anyone. And I think that's what makes him so good is, you know, he's got the confidence to, to believe that he belongs there. And, um, you know, you could almost say that he, uh, you know, he, well, he did, he, he worked himself into that spot. And, um, you know, I know it took him a while to get that goal. Um, you know, won't ever let him or, uh, won't ever let that down. That's for sure. That'll always be one I have in my back pocket, but, uh, I think he beats me on how nice it was. I think it's just something, you know, we both kind of had that creative mindset in the game. And 
um there's no one else like uh, to be honest i kind of expected something that was going to be crazy and um you know we were watching the game and it happened so he's uh again special player special kid and you know super happy to be able to play with him for as long as i did and and for you guys like i mentioned earlier 13 games left in the regular season four of them are against medicine hat whom you have a, a home and home with this weekend and you're obviously chasing them in the standings what do you guys have to do this weekend to get the four points, which would bring you within two of them and, and you have a game in hand? Yeah. You know, I think, um, again, they're a really good young team. Um, they play the game, um, you know, kind of futuristic, if that makes sense. You know, they play with a lot of speed. They play with a lot of, you know, they, they, they're full press or they don't press at all. So they kind of keep you on your toes a lot of the time. So I think we just got to play our game, um, you know, not really think about what they're going to do and what we're going to do. Um, again, just go out and play hockey. I think we've had a lot of, a lot of success lately and, um, you know, just go out and enjoy it. And um, most of the time when you're having fun, you normally end up on the right side of the scoreboard. So that's what we're going to try and do. And you guys have five of your games that you have left are against Edmonton and Calgary, who are two teams that are below 500. But how do you make sure that you guys keep the right mindset in those games, like like they're teams that are, you know, chasing a playoff spot or something, so you don't take your foot off the gas? Yeah, I think, you know, anyone can beat anyone. I think that's just like any, any league. Um, you know, Edmonton, you know, we've had two good games against them since I've been here, or one good game, sorry, since I've been here. And uh, I haven't played Calgary yet this year, but, um, you know, Galloway coming over there, he, uh, you know, he's obviously a great person and a great guy. And he just said, you know, we just got to keep going. I think, you know, we both had the same mindset that we want to, you know, drag the season out as long as possible. So, um, you know, just keeping the foot on the gas and, you know, not taking a team for granted. Awesome. Connor, thank you very much for doing this. Good luck in the, in the stretch run here. And hopefully you take Swift on a, on a nice long run. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening to another episode of the CHL Top 10 Show. Make sure you like and subscribe as we continue to chat with some of the biggest and brightest names across the Canadian Hockey League.